everyone out there, welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here, aka the Blasian Sensation, aka Miss Traveling Chafing Queen, aka Kingpin Kimbo. What's up? Aka daughter of Pajanat, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Miss Petty Pussy, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Kimbo Kush, aka Captain Planet, she's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, aka Miss Pussy Control, aka the Hustlin' Hussy, aka Twerkin' Little Daddy's Couch, aka Yes, My Middle Name is Spelled Wrong, aka Kimbo of All Trades because she can do it all, honey, aka Miss Nomadic Nympho, yeah, ooh, aka Great Ass McGee, aka Heels Bigger Than Your Dick, aka Platter Pussy, aka Bag Lady. What's up? Who's the horns? Hi, guys. Um, oh, my God. Let's see. What episode are we on? We are on episode 42. Uh, that is 45. No, shit. 42. 42, right? Um, and that's Nung Song Sam Si Si Sip Song. Nung Song, yep. Si Sip Song. That's 42 in Thai. Um, yeah, guys. I'm currently... Super high, of course. Um, yeah, you guys. So I, I have been like smoking like my stash of weed that I basically just had to like whatever stash or what, what do you call it? Like when you just like buy in bulk, so you're like you know stocking up or so so to speak. Um, because I have left my job as a quote unquote bud tender. Um, here in Illinois, it's not really considered, but honestly, it's like not bud tending. I was a fucking cashier. I was just wringing out weed, honestly. Um, yeah, basically, uh, because, you know, and here in Illinois, we, we're not allowed to like touch the products. We're not allowed to open up the, you know, you can't, it's not like Colorado where you can like literally smell the bud, you know, they weigh the flower in front of you and, you know, all that. So you could just see it like literally like here in Illinois. <clears throat> um, it's pre-packaged, so everything's pre-packaged for you. And some cultivators, you can't even, through the packaging, you can't even see the flower. So you, like, literally are buying it based off strain and, like, THC amount, which is stupid as fuck. Um, yeah, guys, it's been, like, I feel like I haven't, like, sat down and talked to you guys in a long time, like, really, really long. Um, I said this episode is Solo Dolo Me today. Um, just because I wanted to kind of come back and, like, just have a conversation with you guys, just get some things off my chest. Uh, it's been a super, super, super busy month. Um, lots of, ch- lots has changed. Lots are going to change. My, um, my, you know, so my routine and my, my schedules have all shifted, um, because I, you know, recently just, you know, quit that job and got hired for a new job. But in the meantime, I'm in a transition right now. So I haven't started my new position yet, <clears throat> but I've been, you know, but also me being me, you know, the hustling hussy, um, <laughs> I can't sit the fuck still. So your girl's been picking up shifts with like some of the like, you know, if I've been doing freelance work um, with a lot of the companies and things like that, that I've been like working with pre-pandemic. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, just because here in Chicago, like we've completely opened up and well, as of Lately, though, the mask mandate might actually be enforced again because, you know, if you were vaccinated, they were everybody was going off the like, you know, honor system of, 
if you're vaccinated, then you can be indoors and not wear masks and things like that. And so now they see the COVID numbers rising because, uh, please, there are people that are unvaccinated that are walking around indoors with no masks. Let's be real. So they might actually go ahead and reinforce the mask mandate, which I encourage. Your girl's been wearing a mask at work. Your girl's been wearing a mask when I go to the grocery store still, all that fun stuff. I don't wear a mask when I'm outside because I'm outside. So, um, but yeah, I truly, truly believe we should still, like nothing's changed, guys. And we got that Delta, whatever Delta variant. She's flying around here trying to, you know, get people sick still. Um, And, you know, even if you're vaccinated, that it doesn't, I think that the, they said the Delta variant is like stronger or some shit. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been soups, soups, soups busy. Forgive me guys. I smoked a lot before I got on here. I was like, I want to be really high and just fucking talk. Um, so I smoked a strain. It's a really good indica strain called cookie face. It's uh personally, if one of my phase right now because it just hits you so hard and you have such like this like mellow like full-blown like body high head high but you just feel really 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 stoned but it's like a really good feeling plus I drink a little bit of this like tonic so yeah it's just been a really stressful like past like especially a few days uh this is gonna be my petty peeve guys are you guys ready are you guys fucking ready for this story because I don't think you are okay my petty peeve for this week, guys, bitch, is the fucking townships, uh, and like, uh, what do you call it? inspectors? Uh, you know the counties, like your fucking little, like. Basically, we've been trying to get our driveways, our driveway, uh, in our house, um, re put in concrete in. Right, we had asphalt before. We've been trying to get our concrete put into the driveway now for over a year. Like it's been a good year. Almost we're going on almost a year and a half now at this point, right? Um mind you, okay, my mother decides to, hey, I want to get a driveway put into my house. Cool. Doesn't speak to me at all. Mind you, my mom is, you know, Thai. She's not like she still has an accent. She doesn't, she's still naive for certain things, right? So she saw these dudes on the street, these Mexican guys that were doing the concrete. They do a good job, which I'm sure they do. And she's like, yeah, I'll hire them to do our driveway. You know, doesn't tell me shit, right? Uh, Basically, the guys get to the point where they take up all the the concrete up and we're, we're left with like bare bones. Like we have literally an empty hole with gravel put in it, right? And they have the framing up and everything. We get to this point and the fucking city shows up and goes, knock, knock. Fuck y'all doing? Bitch. Fuck is this? What is this? Do you have a permit for this? You know, what? You know, and so if you guys don't know, you aren't allowed to do shit at your house unless you ask your city's permission, which is fucking ridiculous. Like if you want to have done stuff to your house, if you want roofing done or fences put in and fucking driveways, you know, repaved or not repaved, like, yeah, repaved, you know, drive concrete put in. All that shit has to go through your city or your county that you live in. And it is the literal ghetto because our particular house, our particular property crosses two different county lines. So we needed 
not one, but two permits for a driveway in our house, right? Bitch. Mind you, this is all during the dead of COVID. So nobody's wet work. Everybody working at home. Everybody's frustrated because they want to be outside. Everybody getting sick and dying and stuff. So this is like literally in the dead middle of COVID. And my mom decides to do this. They come over, they stop what we're doing, and I fucking knew it. When I saw those fucking white old men come up, rolling up like with their white SUV, talking all this, do you have a permit? Don't worry, it's not going to be that hard. Here's all the information, reach out, we'll help you. Bullshit. Bullshit. You hear me? Okay? We are sitting a smooth year and a half later, and we still don't have no goddamn concrete in our driveway. Our driveway has been inaccessible for over a year and a half almost now. I, when I tell you guys, I get heated about this. Heated, okay? Bitch. Mind you, we got, we, I'm going to make it short in a sense, but like we got to the point where, you know, the guys that my mom hired weren't registered, weren't licensed, right? Didn't have a legal license to, to do this stuff. So right then and there, we know, we, like, I'm just like, oh, oh God, my mom hasn't checked. They're, you know, unlicensed. Mind you, there's like little ways away, you know, if you want to get, do things on like, you know, do things for your house. Like I've been walking around, I walk around on the week, you know, in my neighbors and stuff. And I see all these smart ass Mexicans. They do all that shit on the weekend because guess what? Those code enforcement people don't work on the weekends. So they literally go around that. Like I see that on, the, we've been seeing it for years now or, you know, going on two years and shit. Like, we saw people, like, doing their roofing on the weekends. We saw people doing their concrete driveways on the weekends, fencing put in. Like, all this shit goes down on the weekends because guess what? What they going to say? They don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not like they have tabs on your, they're not going to notice if you have a new fence, like, really like that. Or they're not going to, like, you know, notice that your roofing's, they can't tell. So you can get away with it, right? So these people my mom hired, even though they know they're not licensed, they fucking do it on the Monday. It was like a fucking, like, during the weekday where these niggas are out here strolling around, looking around, bored, trying to find shit to be annoying about. And they found us. So we would get to the point where we would get one permit, right? And then the next permit, like, the, like, the county we live in, it, you know, refuse to accept any of the uh, contractors that we chose. We went through, like, three or four contractors we've caught we, like it was we were desperate right we've been through so many contractors lots of money over ten thousand dollars is already put into this 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 project already you know and then you know last like basically winter came you know and you can't do anything in the winter so we had to go a whole winter with no driveway ask me how that shit was with snow i don't know how the fuck we did it but we did it um and then you know uh, th this come summer, this summer comes around. Right. And we're like, we have got to get a driveway this summer. Like I can't, I can't, we're not going through another winter with this driveway like this, you know? So basically like I had to go on the actual website and just hire someone that they just were, knew that they've already been doing work with. So they would finally accept, you know, um, you know, the per and, and give us a permit. Right. Um, so we go, we get the second permit. We fire this other contractor that was on the list. They're successful. They get the second con uh, they get the second permit, right? Now the first permit we got is expired. Okay. Uh, Cause it's been a whole fucking year now. Uh, mind you that we never, nothing really happened. You know what I mean? Cause we, ha we got put on pause because of the winter time, you know, no one's working in the winter. Um, 
So then, and then on top of that, we get one permit inspected by people, approved. But since our driveway on, is on two different property lines, only one part of the concrete driveway was approved. That little baby part, which was like about 20% of the 80, say out of 100%, it was about 20% of the driveway. That's what we were waiting on. So then like we literally this week, I've been on the phone, emailing, trying to get in contact with them so they can come by and approve the rest of the damn driveway. And they're making the biggest deal talking about, oh, no, they didn't do it right. It needs to be deeper. It needs to be wider. Trying to make it hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got the contractor on the phone with me talking about, hey, can you call them? Can you do this? I'm like, nigga, I I paid you so you can do this. I don't speak contractor. I don't know what the fuck is aprons and, and uh, you know, like flares and fucking, you know, five inches of cement and this. And I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do it. You are supposed, y'all figure it out. I'm, t- I'm done. <laughs> I was Bitch. so fucking tired. So finally, finally this morning, we get um, our contractors go back and they try to adjust, you know, the con- the driveway according to what they were saying that they needed to adjust and and I saw them niggas out there with them. I saw the damn, you know, county people, white county men in there pointing and shit like, yeah, this needs to be wider here and this needs to be deeper here. And they were talking to each other. I'm like, all right, cool. Y'all handle that. I'm going to be in my house chilling because I've already given you the money, dude. Handle that. All right. I don't want to be involved. Right. And then finally today he says, hey, you know, they're good. They've approved it. You know, we can drop the concrete down, but they're busy. busy. We're busy as fuck. So we can't do it until, you know, in a couple days from now. And I'm just like, oh, my God, because mind you guys, this is concrete. So we still have to wait for it to dry at this point. It's not like once they drop the concrete, boom, eh, it's Gucci. Let's go ahead and park on it. No, like we're going to have to wait like a while before that shit like dries properly before we could actually like park our vehicles on it and walk on it ride our bikes on it and shit, you know? So I'm sorry, guys. That had, I had to get that out. That was my pity piece, okay? And it's, when I tell you it has been like, it is just, it's been such a weight on my existence, this fucking driveway. (laughs) I'm not, and the thing is like, I'm not even being dramatic, guys, because it affects your everyday lifestyle when part of your house is like missing. You know what I mean? Like for over a year and a half. So like, it's literally been a constant struggle for us every single day living here. Um, so if you shout out to y'all, if y'all understand my gripe, like the shit I'm, you know, that I was that we were going through here. Um, shout out to y'all if you understand and, and you know and can sympathize because this shit is the ghetto, the absolute ghetto, and soon it's gonna end. I'm just trying. I'm like asking God at this point to give me strength because like I I literally want. Like, I just get so angry at my mother for it because, like, you know, she, 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 of course, just left all this shit for me to fix. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you know, she played like, oh, I, I did not know I didn't put me. Oh, my God. I did not know. I'm like, I'm like mommy, did you ask? Did you find like, like, of course, you need a permit for this shit. I did not know. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah, but there's consequences now. And this is why they're like torturing us and not giving us the permit. Because we fucking started a project without telling them and giving them some money and shit, you know? Which, fuck capitalism. Fuck patriarchy. Anyways. All right, I'm done talking about that, guys. Because honestly, it is such a fucking hassle. 
um, let's move to something more positive, shall we? Let's let let's let's do that, guys. Let's be a little bit more positive, okay? Because honestly, this whole episode is supposed to be positive. Um, <laughs> I mean, not really. It's supposed to just kind of like you know. I decided this week just to kind of be real with you guys and just get down to the nitty gritty and talk about like imposter syndrome and manifestation and just kind of just just talk a little bit about that. So um, that's a little later. So we're just gonna have a conversation. You're gonna have a little coffee and tea with me and Kiki, you know. And but in the meantime, you know what time it is. It's time for our weekly segment, Sexy Sustainability. Um, sexy sustainability, guys. Uh, every week we I love to shout out a company, a cause, a way of life, um, you know, some products uh, you know that is helping the planet. Um, in any sort of way, being sustainable in any sort of way possible, even if it's just, you know, you, um, you know, reusing your sneakers or something, making something out of your old sneakers to companies that are really trying to do big things and donate. And so, you know, for sustainability, for saving the world, for saving our planet, because when I tell you these rich niggas are on fucking spaceships and they're flying to the moon and shit, they know something we don't know, y'all. They trying to get the fuck up out of here because Mother Earth, she ain't okay. All right. So we need to take care of her. Back to this. So Sexy Sustainability, guys. I want to actually shout out the company. Um, they've been on Sexy Sustainability before, but shout out to Patagonia yet again. I saw this article posted um, at HuffPost.com and it was saying that Patagonia had 10 million in sales on a Black Friday sales. This is back in the day a little bit, right? Um, but I just want to shout them out a little bit more because this is just great. Like, I love to see this all the time for companies. Um, even like, so if they keep doing sustainable things, I'm going to continuously shout them out. So, um, but this is a little older, but I just missed this mo. The, uh, I missed talking about this for them, but they basically gave, they donated, the article says Patagonia has 10 million in sales on Black Friday and is donating every cent to save the planet. So I had to say skirt, skirt. Let me go ahead and read this article real quick. Uh, Patagonia, Patagonia saw an astonish, astonishing 10 million in Black um, Friday sales, five times its own expectations. And it says, as promised, we will donate every cent towards helping save the environment. Um, and basically, the, you know, Patagonia said that in a release that the money generated from its Black Friday initiative will go to grassroots environmental groups, many of which are small and underfunded and under the radar, that are working on the front lines to protect our air, water, and soil for future generations. So, shout out to them. Um, I just love this company. So, you know, Patagonia is that one, you know, it's like a earthy type of, you know, outdoorsy company that, you know, showcases hiking and, you know, all that fun stuff. So, um, their gear is all geared towards that outdoorsy people. Um, but I love them. I love Patagonia. I have a few, few of their items and to know that they're doing so much to save the planet makes me very happy. So yeah. So shout out to them guys. Um, for recycling of the news, I just wanted to just talk briefly about what the hell is going on in current, you know, just current shit here, you know, in 2021. Um, first of all, guys, can I just say shout out to my allergies? They suck. Um, I don't know whose allergies have been going insane lately. Like it's summertime here in Chicago 
And when I tell you that my allergies, I, I when I like I, I get woken up out of my sleep by sneezing. This morning I, I I literally like sneezed and it woke me up at like fucking four in the morning. And I was like, this is some bullshit. Like I can't even sleep through the night before I, I have to sneeze and blow my nose and there's so much sinus pressure in my head right now. Like I can't even take it. That's why I was like, I need to get high boots right now and get on this podcast. So um, so fuck my allergies. So if you guys are out there suffering like me, shout out to you. Okay. Cause these, this is, we are not well, we are unwell. Okay. People with the allergies are unwell. Pray for us. Um, JLo is out here 52 years old and still fucking slaying every single bitch out here in the street. Like bitch, if you guys saw lately, uh, oh, and she is smooth. Ba- like Benefer is back on honey she said fuck what y'all heard i don't give a fuck tell a-rod to suck my dick like she literally was just like yeah i'm back fucking my ex and he fine i'm fine as fuck i'm 50 fucking two years old she was out there in a bikini on a yacht somewhere ben was fucking rubbing her ass like in like back in the day with that famous photo of you know ben and her on a, on a yacht him rubbing her booty so I was like yeah you know what mood fucking mood right so there's that um has anybody been watching the Olympics I stand the Olympics um I know that the whole situation with you know uh with Shikari Richardson can't you know with her not being able to run because of marijuana and cannabis I was I'm not a I'm not part of the whole ban or you know let's uh band the Olympics because, you know, in, in support of Shakari Richardson, I don't think that's the, I'm not a part of that. You know what I mean? I feel like there's still a lot of black people, black women, black men, black everybody that are still, they need us to support them. So it's just, that's just one situation. I'm not going to stop watching the Olympics because of that. Um, I love the Olympics guys. Um, when I was a little girl, I used to like only watch the Olympics for gymnastics and ice skating. I like swimming too. I like watching the swimming and diving and stuff like that. But as I'm older now, too, and I'm like, I've been in sports, like, you know, I was a trained athlete, too. By the way, another petty peeve of mine, that pole dancing is not in the Olympics. I will say that once again. I know that I probably said it before, but pole dancing needs to be in the Olympics. Sorry, just needs to. Um, Fuck the stigma. Fuck what you heard. I hate that. You know, that's the only reason why it's not. It's because it has such a stigma when it comes to like, oh, well, pole dancing associated with, you know, sex workers and strippers. It's like, fuck that. And so what? That, that has nothing to do with it. Like, why can't it be? It's a sport, though. There's athletes. Um, and the thing is, like, they can be different categories, too, with pole. Like, it's so versatile, you know? You could have, like, um, what do you call it? You could have, a, you know, the strength portion of pole or you can have the artistic you know like almost think of like a ballerina on the pole and their flexibility and all that fun stuff you know what I mean um yeah I I mean it's got so much potential like so much and then men and women can do it so you know it's just like (sighs) make it happen please I just would love to see that before I die like pole dancing in the Olympics that would make my heart sing honestly but anyways I like I love watching um gymnastics ice skating swimming uh, I just watched like skateboarding, which was really cute. There was all these cute little young skateboarders. Um, that was fun to watch. I've watched like, what was I? I watched the diving. Yeah, I watched that. Oh, I watched volleyball, like beach volleyball. That's fun to watch. 
Um, what else? Running. I like watching like track and field and stuff like that. That's really fun to watch. Um, a couple that I'm just like, the fuck? Like, like fencing. Like, what is this? Like, what, what, like, what is that? What the fuck is fencing? You know what I mean? It's like, why is that in the Olympics? I never understand that. That in curling. Do you not know what that is? It's that dumbass sport where you're like, you have to push this, like, I don't know, this flat spear thing, disc thing, and then they like sweep behind it. And these motherfuckers are with a broom and they're sweeping and they're sweeping and they're sweeping. And then this thing fucking moves and then they, it's the stupidest shit ever. Um, you know, like, how's that in the goddamn Olympics? But pole dancing's not. Like, I don't get it. It's fucking stupid. Um, other ones that, like, I'm just like, really? Really? This this is the Olympics? Like, there'll be those, like, artistic, like, those, like, it's kind of like in the gymnastics category, but they're, like, will be these, like, Russian g- girls dancing with, a, like, a ball, and they'd have to, like, lift it, like, throw it in the air, catch it with their back, and then they flip, and it's, like, really, like, they're flexible, like, as fuck, you know? It's beautiful, but you're, like, dancing with a ball, you know what I'm saying? Like, the f- again, put pole dancing in the Olympics. Anyways, um, honestly, though, like, why isn't, like, Lyra and, like, circus in the Olympics? I wonder that. Maybe just, I don't know. Yeah, that, there's, I feel like all the circus sports, like, like you know, because gymnastics, they have the balance beam and they have, you know, um, uneven bars and things like that, pommel horse, da 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 like, but, like, why don't they have, like, Lyra, like aerial hoop or like pole or I don't fucking know. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. The Olympics is like, like old as dust. So it's like, it's not, it's, but it needs to be updated. It needs, that shit, the rules, the, the games, all that shit needs to be updated. They need to start changing some shit up. Cause yeah. Where, where's the twerk Olympics? Okay. All right. I need to see bitches twerking and shaking their ass and I need to be voting on it. Gold, uh, bronze and silver or bronze or gold, silver, bronze, <laughs> but twerking, you know what I'm saying? Like she, Oh yes, mate. She has the best jiggled right there. Oh yes. The one on the left, she's got the best. Her ass lifts and separates, lifts and separates. Oh yes. That's wonderful. Jean. Let's go back to, uh, the winners there. Um, I don't know what the fuck that was, but uh, <laughs> I literally have been, um, what was it? Uh, like, I'll be watching, like, I was just watching the skateboarding one with my partner and, like, producer Rig Dog, and he's just, like, cracking up because I'm just, like, imitating, like, Australian um, announcer the entire time, and he's just, like, Shh. he's, like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm just, like, this dude's killing me. I can't. Like, I have to make fun of him. I have to. So, I guess that was still me trying to make fun of him. Um, <laughs> sorry for that, guys. I'm high. You're going to get some weird shit today. Um, yeah, so the Olympics are, is fun, though. I like watching it. Um, but, um, I have to, I feel like they make you wait later on, later on, um, to show, you know, the good stuff, you know, that like right now we're still watching like other stuff like I, you know, whatever. Oh, I did see that my girl, Simone Biles decided to, you know, um, actually she, she like chose the route to like stop, but like here, let me pull it up. Cause I was like, you know what? I see it for her. Cause it, it was, it was a matter of like, I think her mental health, like she just wanted to this leave because it was too much for her. Um, she posted this one quote and I'm trying to find it as we speak. 
Um, it says, this is a quote by Simone Biles. Like, I have to put my pride aside. I have to do what's right for me and focus on my mental health and not jeopardize my men- my health and well-being. That's why I decided to take a step back. So I guess she's pulled out of the group um, Olympics, like performing with the group, you know, the U.S. group. But she hasn't, they haven't said if she's still going to qu- qualify and she's going to still um, compete for this, you know, the solos, like for her own name or whatever. I hope she does, because I want her to fucking slay all these hoes. Um, so yeah, shout out to, I mean, shout out to her. She's trying to, you know, she's saying like, it's too much. Like, I'm going to take a step back. Like, it's not the end of the world. You know, she's still a fucking badass beast, you know? Um, and then also I saw that um, my homegirl, Asak, what's her name? Oh my God, I'm high as fuck. Osaka, that's her last name though. Naomi, Naomi Osaka. Um, she's the, um, the Blasian, um, the Japanese and black, um, or is she Japanese and Haitian? I can't remember. Um, you know, the tennis player, you know, the little mini, uh, Serena Williams. Uh, she, I guess already just, um, got, you know, she got defeated already though. I think pretty early on. So that's it for her. So I'm like, oh, you know, but you know what? Shout out to her still. She's still a fucking badass. I don't want to hear it. I think they just, everybody expected her to just, you know, be, like a gold medalist, you know? But she even said herself, like, she was having mental health and, um, you know, f- like, she needed to take a break, you know, from society and, like, because she was getting so much, like, she was getting overwhelmed with all the, like, press and she's like, I need to think about my, my mental health, you know? So um, maybe that's what, you know, part of it too. Um, she's been getting so much fame and attention lately, so that could be a lot. She's, like, young too. She's not, like, you know, she's, she's young, She's a young, beautiful girl, strong, you know, with, and then obviously with people always comparing her to like Serena Williams, it's like, of course, that pressure's going to get to you, you know? So yeah, shout out to her. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying watching the Olympics. I think it's fun. I love it. I love it very much. Um, yeah, that's basically it. There's like a bunch of stuff happening, you know, but I can't, like, I can't. I need to take a break. We're going to take a break, guys. Um, I need to drink some water because your girl has cotton mouth down. Okay, my mouth is so damn dry um, because your girl's high as fuck. And Georgie's staring at me like, girl, girl, get your life. All right, uh, let's take a break and then we'll return after the break. See you in a sec. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. And we are back, everyone. Welcome back. Um, yeah, guys. So this week and the main topic, um, I kind of just wanted to talk more about this thing called imposter syndrome. Um, and I just kind of wanted to lead the conversation to wherever it goes from there. But mainly I wanted to kind of discuss that because that's something I feel like a lot of us kind of suffer from. A lot of us kind of feel it um and I'm seeing that more and more as I kind of continue on and meet people and you know um just like kind of like read people's energies you know um but basically if you guys are like what the fuck is imposter syndrome right um just by Google Isha you know just looking up 
in Miss Googleisha here. Uh, it says, what is imposter syndrome? Um, it's basically uh, loosely defined as a doubting of your abilities and feeling like a fraud, right? Um, yeah, it's like, but it's like, what does it feel like? It's an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be, right? Now, I wanted this to be the main topic and, you know, and it kind of dives into like, you know, just my elevation, like how I've been feeling as of lately. Um, I posted this on the Kimboology Instagram page if you guys want to check it out. Um, there was this quote that I saw. It says, beautiful things happen when you distance, your, when you distance yourself from negativity. And I basically just said, you know, like surrounding yourself with energy that elevates you, that, you know, it's elevates you, excites you, motivates you. You know, these are the types of people you want to expose yourself to, whether that be family, friends, coworkers, because this toxicity is extremely contagious. Uh, don't let your motivation be hindered by negativity. Rise above it. So that was me just in my bag of being high as fuck and meditating in my greenhouse because you guys, ugh, shout out to my cannabis babies that I'm growing. So if you guys don't know already, I decided to start growing cannabis. Um, I'm, a, I'm a medical patient so I can legally grow up to five plants in my house. So shout out to me. Um, it's been amazing. You know, we're all, we're, we are already a super like garden friendly house. So like we have all, every year we have tomatoes and peaches and you know radishes and onions and not onions what the fuck uh bell peppers and um cucumbers you know things like that so but we'll have that always and my mom has like a green thumb so but yeah basically um with that um fuck what was it i'm losing my train of thought y'all this high as fuck when i tell you i am high i am high um so yeah Basically, uh, I just, you know, was like, fuck it. I want to start, you know, I want to give this a try. Like, how hard can it be? Um, growing cannabis is, chem is chemistry, though. Um, it legit. It's like, the fuck? Like, there's a lot to it. It's so simple, but it's also so very complicated at the same time. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed. Like, I love them. I get, I look forward to looking at them every day because cannabis grows very quickly. So you can literally, like, go to sleep and then wake up and your plant is, like, three inches three inches taller like that. And it's just like, it's so noticeable and it's so drastic that it just makes it exciting to like, it just makes it every day super exciting. Cause you just never know what your plants are going to be telling you that day. Um, and like how they're, how much they've grown and yeah. So I have one that's already flowering or meaning like it's already kind of like in the processes of like gaining the um, cannabinoids and the terpenes and things like that. It's, it's growing the buds. It's growing what you actually smoke. Um, so that's what flowering is doing, right? So one of them is. Uh, the other ones are not. They're still vegging. They're in vegetation, um, meaning that they're still growing out all their green leaves. They, don't, they're, they haven't quite gotten to the point of flowering yet. If you guys are interested in learning about growing and stuff like that, I can talk more about it. Just let me know. Um, you can always shout me out. You know, always reach out to me on my Instagram page. I'm really, really, um, I'm on my Instagram page a lot. So with that, with that account. So if you want to slide in my DMs there, Kimboology Podcast, um, let me know if, and then we'll do it, I guess. I don't know. I just want to like, like, I don't know what you guys want. Like, what do you guys want? You know, um, what do you want? I'll give you what we have, you know? Um, but yeah, where was I even going with that? 
Oh, I was meditating in my um, meditating in my greenhouse, right? Um, and just you know, oh, oh, I read you that quote. That's right, guys. Oh, this is gonna be an interesting episode. All right, let's see if I can do this. Let's see if I can pull this shit off. Um, <laughs> let's see. But basically, when I read, I wrote, I quoted that, and the, the mindset that I was in, you know, because now. You know, and I truly, truly believe this, guys. If you guys are not cannabis enthusiasts or cannabis smokers and things like that, um, that's okay. But I will say, I used to be just like y'all. Used to be just like y'all. Um, didn't believe in marijuana. Didn't smoke it. Didn't you know? The propag- I believe the propaganda completely um, about you know cannabis and marijuana and weed or whatever. Um, but it really puts you in a more oh, fuck. When you, when you get high, you go to like another state of mind where you can actually get perspectives on things. I feel like if you weren't, you know, you, it, it puts you in a head, it, it allows your head to see through the fog, you know, and then you can just kind of see things for what they are as opposed to like when you weren't high, it was super cloudy. It, it, it just makes you everything super pristine and intact. Like you just want, you, you want to analyze everything. You know, you want to break everything down. You want to take the things to the next level. Even when you watch movies, you know, like you'll start thinking super deeply about the movie. Whereas if before, if you weren't high or if you weren't, you know, if you just, you know, whatever, just sober, then you basically wouldn't catch all the little details that you would when you were, when you're high as fuck. Um, that's why they say, and it's true, you know, a lot of like, you know, back in the day, like jazz musicians, artists, they would get, they would go high, they would get high because it, it puts them in a state of mind where they can be super creative and let their brain just kind of do what it does. Because when you're not high, when you're sober, you, I guess maybe like that little, that little part of your brain blocks, you're like, no, 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 don't think that way. Like, that's a little, that's a little weird. Like, let's think this way, you know, because <laughs> You know, when you're high, that person's not there. That little person telling you to stop thinking, like, no, 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 don't think that. Like, it, it's not there. So then you, you're able to just go to these different places. And some people, honestly, though, like, you know, and I was having this par- conversation with my partner the other day about him with drinking, you know. Um, he's been sober now for over two and a half years, but way back when he would get drunk, you know, it, he would go, also go to a different place. But he said that place wasn't really, that place was a little bit more on the levels of almost like you're, like you're acting, like you're playing this different part, you know, like you see, you, you're able to, you know, be, you know, Scarface, you know, in this, in this different world and you feel it and you emulate it, but you're drunk, you know, but you're, you're able to go there, but which was dangerous for someone that, you know, is an alcohol that has alcoholism. They they get twisted on which which rea- which rea- which is their real life you know which is reality as opposed to which the fake life or whatever, um, so I feel like with you know that's why I'm like with alcohol it's like I I don't even drink honestly anymore like I, I the other day I did but like honestly before that it was like I don't even know I can't even tell you the last time I had a drink it's just not it's just something that I don't need to always do and now that I you know. I'm such a cannabis enthusiast and I smoke every day. Like I, you know, it's my medicine, you know, it's, it literally helps me, you know, it's medicinal for me, you know, um, there's lots of medicinal properties for it, but, um, it, it helped take me to a place where I could see things clearly and I can see, you know, 
my my mindset and where I need to go in life, you know, and 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 believe it or not, guys, but manifestation is completely fucking real. Okay, I don't give a fuck if you don't believe it. If you don't believe in it, well, that's well, because because manifestation happens and it truly does work is when you truly put all your intention and all your belief and your hope and your faith in that in what you're manifesting, right? And it's like for me, it's like boom. I manifested, you know, I wanted to work, you know, in a dispensary. Boom, I got it. And then boom, I manifest, like, I want to do what I used to do with liquors and spirits, with managing and coordinating and doing events, but I want to do that with cannabis. Boom, I get it. You know, now I'm over here manifesting, like, you know, Kimbology and my, you know, my brand and, you know, everything I want to build from this platform here. I'm just manifesting all of that. Because the fun thing about it is that, I don't quite know what it is, right? Anything can happen. And I truly believe that, guys. I'm 32 years old. If you asked me when if I was 20 years old, ask Kimbo at 20 what she wanted in life or what she saw her life, you know, come to be. You know, if I if my 32-year-old self talks back to my 20-year-old self, I, my 20-year-old self would be like, bitch, you are fucking wildin' right now. Like, there's no way that I would do any of those things. Like if I talk back to my 20 year old self, I'm like, Hey bitch, you're, you're selling weed legally now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I know you didn't fuck with marijuana at all, but bitch, now you stand for it. Um, you know, you live in Australia, bitch, you know, uh, you, you leave the fucking country, you know, and go live in Australia. Um, and you go fucking backpack the world and live on fucking couches for free and shit all around the world. You know, you fucking perform for Snoop with Snoop Dogg on stage next to you, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, I literally would tell this to my 20-year-old self and my 20-year-old self would be like, what? Like, my mind would explode completely. So with that being said, where I'm at now in my life, I'm manifesting that forward and just saying, and, and, and I'm allowing the universe to like provide what they seek like or like what is my intention, right? Because it's like, you know, my, my path in life has not been super linear, right? It's, I've, I, yes, I graduated with a fashion design degree, right? I did get a job when I, when I graduated school or university. Um, I worked for like a graphics company or, or a marketing company, you know, um, and they made signage, large signs for, for expos. I'll just put it that blankly. And yes, it wasn't fashion design, but in the, in Chicago at the time, though fashion jobs, um, professional ones, like they were slim to none. So you, you got the job wherever you can get it. You know, I then honestly, like at that time I wasn't like, it wasn't in my intention to move to New York city and try to get a fat, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to do that. I wanted to stay local at that time. So finding something in that area was like good enough. If you know, if that makes any sense, but so yeah, like I did that. I got a job sort of in the field that I graduated in using sort of the skills that I graduated learning, you know? Um, and then from there, when I did all that and I was on that straight linear path, that straight edge that, ooh, I'm going to go, I'm going to find a husband, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids, I'm going to get my house, I'm going to get the white picket fence, I'm going to get the dog. I'm going to like, you know what I mean? Like that linear path. When I got to that portion of the linear path, that's when I was like, fuck, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't like this. Like, I'm not happy. Like, why am I not happy? 
you know, I think I was like 23 years old. I had a boyfriend who was like fine, had a nice car, had money. Ooh, that's what I want. Ooh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I had a job, you know, nine to five. Oh, I'm doing it. Okay, bitch. Yes. Yet I didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't satisfying for me. It felt so empty and it felt like hopelessness. Like, because in that mindset, I was like, well, damn, the only thing I can do now is I can, you know, work for this company here where I won't be making as much as I did, or maybe I'll be making a little more, but I'll have to work a lot more because they're busier than the company I work for or go into this other, it was like, I really felt as if I only had like two options, right? But then I remember, <laughs> I was, this pissed me off. I remember that one of my, one of my coworkers at the time that worked there and he was like working in shipping. So like, you know, in the sense of like, he wasn't really doing much. He just was working in the shipping department, right? Just to clock in and get a job. His, someone died in his family and left him like a shit ton of money, right? And I just was like, oh, and he's like, fuck this. He like, he's like, he put in his two weeks. He's like, I'm out of here. I don't even think he did his two weeks. He was just like, I'm fucking done. Like I got money now. I don't fucking need to do this, right? And I was just like so envious of him. And I was like, man, like, why I would love to do that. Like, I want to fucking do that so bad, you know? So then that's when I was like, you know what? Um, at that time it was summertime. And then in the, in that field, in that market of where I worked at, um, that's a slow time for us. Um, so basically they were encouraging employees of theirs to, um, take a leave of absence. They're like, go ahead, leave, you know, if it's unpaid and then, you know, you'll have a job, like leave for three months and then come back and you'll have a job, you know? So it was like an unpaid leave, you know, and I was like, bet I'm out of here. You know, I had money saved up for my savings and I was just like, I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to fucking do it. You know, it was the scariest thing in my entire life to do. But from that, from me getting off that linear path and doing that and choosing that, quitting my job or leaving my job and going to, to live in a backpack for three months and travel to 14 different countries alone by myself, mind you, it scared the shit out of me. I'm a Taurus. Okay, it was very unlike a tourist to do this because when I saw you tourists, tourists, we like comfort. We like, uh, we don't like change. We are stubborn, prideful. Um, you know, yeah, the changing. You know, I, I, when I tell you, your girl loved to be in her bed, okay? Didn't want to sleep over anybody else's bed. I need to be in my bed, my bed, okay? For me to do that was huge. And it was like, what broke me in a sense. It's like what I needed to do to break the mo break that mindset. Because as soon as I did that, as soon as I let go of the notion that I needed to stay on that linear path, my, my, the, my, my world expand, like it was a, and it was a bit I can't speak. It was an epiphany. I realized from then on, like, wow, I can go ahead. Not only do like before when I had two options, not only do I have a shit ton of options, but I also have the option to, to not even be in this country. Like if I wanted to leave this fucking country and not live in America, I don't have to live in America. Fuck America. I literally left here, sold all my shit and was like, deuces, I'm not coming back here. I'm moving to Australia. And I, mind you, the city I moved in Australia, I never even went to once. Never. I just like, I went to Sydney, right? But I didn't want to move to Sydney. I, want, I wanted to move to Melbourne. Melbourne, if they say, yeah, never even was, but they kept saying, it's like the Chicago, it's like a Chicago city. It's a, it, it, it reminds me of Chicago. They kept saying Chicago. So I was just like, you know what? 
my, the universe is pulling me there. Like there's this gravitational pull to Melbourne, Australia. I'm going to go it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. You know what I mean? I was very much in my like nomadic nympho mode. You know what I mean? Like I just was like, I wanted to, it felt freeing. The, 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 the expectations on life was just, just, it just, it was never ending at that point. You know what I mean? You can do anything, anything. You know, I had no, mainly it's like I didn't have ties here in a sense. I don't have kids, you know what I mean? So obviously if I had a, a child, things would be very different, right? So I had that freedom, you know what I mean? Um, I had the, you know, security blanket because I had saved up money, you know what I mean? So like I, I had those things. And then also if I wanted to come back home, I always had a place to come back to you know, in America. So that, that comfort there was always nice, you know? So, but to just get up and I didn't have intentions on like coming back to America. I never, never, I was just like, no, you know, I'm not going back there. But then when shit got real and they were like, oh bitch, we need $10,000 for you to stay. I was like, oh, your girl don't got it. So <laughs> I guess I got, I got kicked out of Australia, you know? But like with that though, and then, okay, so I've told you, I think, this story, guys, already. So if this is, like, something that you're hearing already, sorry. But it, it ties into kind of how I'm seeing things now, you know? Because I feel bad because I'm always, I was, back at my job, like, I was always surrounded by people thinking so little, right? In a sense of thinking, like, wow, I don't have any choice. Like, I, it was, like, my old way of thinking, right? When I thought, when I was back at that graphic design job, and I was like, damn, you know, do I go, I work at this company or this company? It's like, no, that's what, that's kind of what their heads are at. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you guys have to break the mold. You have to think outside the box. You know, I saw very quickly what that, the company, the dispensary I was working at was doing. Right. I'm not going to say any names because honestly, your girl don't want to get sued. Okay. But the company that I worked for, I knew what they were going for. You know, the company only cared about making money and it was such a business. It was so, it was so corporate. It was so white and it was so business oriented and it killed my soul because literally there are still people in jail for weed yet you're making billions of dollars. It just, it consumed me every day, right? I was like, am I a part of this problem because I work for this company you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, you know what I mean? I don't feel good knowing that I'm like, I'm getting paid shit yet. I'm yielding the company millions and millions, billions at this point. It's a billion dollar industry. You know, I'm, I'm yielding your company, me sitting there. My drawer was never under $5,000 a night of a seven and a half hour shift. It's like, do the math guys. You know what I'm saying? Do the math. There's so much money in this. And then to see all of my counterparts miserable, you know what I mean? Like miserable, hating their job, hating their life, hating this stressful environment where you don't feel appreciated and you feel like you're just this, like you're just making this, cor this corporate pig so much money. You don't see shit from it. Or they just throw you a dog bit every night. Here's a sample. There you go. Oh yeah, there you go. Here's 10%. Here's 30% off. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Like these little fuck, you know, it's like, all I'm saying is that I saw very, tr very quickly on where that, where that was leading from and where I was leading to them, you know, cause I, your girl tried, you know, like, you know, as much as I hated going back to this 
nine to five world or having a full-time job and all that. Cause you know me, I'm, a, I'm very much like a free bird. Like I love being able to just leave at a dime dropping like a dime. Just, I get to leave. Okay, cool. I'm going to go travel. Or I'm cool. I'm gonna go do this. And then having like a fucking full-time job where I'm like, okay, well I don't have, you know, all the freedom. I can't just leave or go here, go here. You know what I'm saying? It kills me. And it's like, it's, I struggle with that concept too, still, you know? Um, but you know, at the same time, I'm grown, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got bills, so it's like, all right, I got to do what I got to do, but I don't have to do it here in this position because I'm not happy here. You know what I mean? So I did what I needed to do. I'm the, I'm the bitch that goes out and I'll find you on, you know, if, if, the, if I find out where, what company I want to work for, I must go on LinkedIn and find the, the, the person involved of hiring and I'm sliding in their DMs and I'm saying, hey, here I am. I'm interested in a position with your company. What's going on? Let's talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm taking that initiative. You know what I mean? I'm going around and networking and meeting different people and getting the tea, getting the information, collaborating, networking, because that's what it takes, right? That's what it takes to be successful. You got to go for it, right? And sure enough, it paid off for me in that sense of like, you know, of this position that I got now. And it's like, but this is not, this is just a, t- a touch, this is not, you know, this is not ultimately where I want to be, ultimately where I want to stay. All of this, all of the things that I do, it, it's all encompassing and it, it, it goes to somewhere, right? It's going somewhere. I don't know what it is yet, but in the sense of like, all my, like I'm Kimbo of all trades, right? That's one of my AKs. It's because I am, right? I'm, I'm annoyingly good at everything, if that makes any sense, you know, but you know, like if I do something like, oh, I'll be good at it. Or I work here, I'll be good at it. Like, but like if I hone all my attention and all my manifestation and all my priority, prioritization, my whole, oh my God, I'm so high, um, into one area, I'll exceed. Like I'll do really well. But when me and my head, because I'm so good with everything, I separate all my energy to all these different avenues instead of refocusing the 100% of my energy into one avenue and superseding in that area, right? I think that's kind of where my head's at right now because, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, you guys, if you guys follow me on Instagram, Kimbo underscore pole, I was a full-time pole dancer. All I gave a shit about was pole dancing and traveling. That's all I gave a shit about. I, you know was able, I, you know, I stayed at home. So I like had the freedom of just kind of like, you know, working gig and gig, working gig, one gig to the next gig to the next gig. So, and then teaching dance, pole dancing to my students and taking classes, um, training, you know, doing competitions, performing on TV shows, performing live shows, you know, all that clout, all that hype. It's like, that was enough for me back then. Like that felt good for me, you know, me being able to travel whenever I wanted to. Okay, Kimbo, I'm, I'm single. I, you know, I know how to spend my money the right way. You know what I'm saying? When I go on traveling, when I'm traveling, you know, I've been to 34 countries, but your girl, I'm not fucking balling. You know what I'm saying? You have to be smart. And I've figured out ways to be smart with the money. And I was still able to travel to so many different places on my budget. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's, it's made me who I am, but not only that, it's, it, these are all building blocks to me, you know, and to where I'm going to lead to. I just feel like, you know, I'm 32 years old. When I look back at my life, I can just be like, damn, bitch, like, 
your life is random as fuck. You know, like you, you don't have like the fuck, you know, most people they'll get with a company and then just move up the building block until eventually they're like the senior CEO of this company or, you know, CFO or they're the, you know, director or whatever have you, you know, they just climb up that corporate ladder, so to speak. But how many of those people at the top of the corporate ladder do you know that are severely unhappy? You know what I mean? Like I was talking to this one homegirl earlier and she was telling me how, you know, when she was a sugar baby, she fucking met so many niggas that had the money, like rich as fuck, but were so fucking unhappy. And they were like, you know, hiring sugar babies to spend time with them to make them feel better about themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, what is true happiness? What is it? And, and, and that's, that's the thing. For some people, that's their happiness, right? For some people, going to work every day, doing a nine to five, coming home, providing for their kids, you know, you know what I mean? Living with their significant other, kissing them at good night, fucking them every once or twice or three times a week. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's like that dynamic was life and, and satisfying, you know, but then there's also the people like me that don't think that's necessarily the route, the route you need to go. I, f- I do ultimately, I would love that route in a sense of like, I'm now I am one of those people where I definitely value family, you know, you know, um, family really, honestly, I'm just like family, family, family. like not that whole like premise of like the white picket fence and all that. Cause fuck all that shit. Right. Fuck all that shit. But just the, the concept of happiness for me is, is, you know, building a, building a partnership, you know, and having that solid foundation of love and friends, you know, that, that, that to me is a, that's happiness, you know, but some people, you know, some people it's, being, you know, a rich CEO and being, you know, but also cheating on your wife with five other mistresses and, you know, I don't know, stealing money from, you know, innocent people. I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's like some, everybody's happiness looks different, you know, but one thing's for sure, if you're not happy with, 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 with your current state, then you got to change it. No, no one's going to change it, but you no one, you know? And then when you think so small, you know, and you have, you feel like your expectations are, you know, I only have like two options. It's like, mm, you know what I'm saying? You actually have like a million options. It's up to you though, to make that initiative. You know, the only thing is people don't like to be uncomfortable, right? Having to go through, people don't like restarting things, starting from scratch, you know? Um, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love that when the pandemic hit, I literally decided to just go in a whole nother field of work and work in the field of cannabis, you know, never once did I ever picture myself, you know, fucking working in cannabis, you know what I'm saying? Like legally and, you know, in that sense too, you know, like, you know, which is like, you know, whatever, what does that mean anymore? You know what I mean? Cause it's all legal now. Um, but yeah, like, I just, I just think that if one way's not working for us, or if a person's not working for us, or family members are not working for, like you have options, and you need to think outside the box. You need to think, you know, bigger, you know, bigger. Think bigger, 
and and th- and think a little different. You know what I'm saying? The people that are truly out here, super successful in life and making good money, they're thinking like way outside the box. I feel like, you know, they're not thinking on this linear path of just like climbing up the social of, the, of that corporate ladder. They're thinking outside the box. You know, you don't come become a billionaire or millionaire from thinking on a linear path. You got to really think big, big, wild. You know, even. And some people might look at you crazy, you know? Some, some people might look at you crazy, like, bitch, Kim, if you don't sit the fuck down, bitch, like, who is you? Who is you, bitch? You know what I mean? But my thing is, why not? You know what I mean? Like, who am I? I'm fucking Kimbo, you know what I'm saying? And, and recognize, like, manifest that shit, own that shit, know that shit. Because it's real. Like, if you believe it, that, you, that intention goes out there, it goes to the universe, it spreads, just like toxicity and negativity spreads, you know, like dead ass when I was in that fucking dispensary and everybody's fucking bitching, complaining and whining and hating their job. I said, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, I got to get away from this energy because this shit is toxic. Literally. And literally, guys, every day going into work, all of your coworkers hate, hate their lives. All of your coworkers hate working there. They fuck, you know, like uh, they hate that they are so, it's so stressful you know, they don't feel like they have time outside of the place, you know, the dispensary, just being there. And then every fucking customer is just super annoying and unappreciative and just so entitled already. And it's like, you are buying weed. Remember when you had to go buy this shit in an alley somewhere? And then when your weed man gave you the wrong shit or whack shit, you can't say shit to him because you like, oh, I don't want to fuck up my plug. You know what I'm saying? Here, we got motherfuckers complaining, about, complaining to us about points. What, uh, I need to, can I use my loyalty points? Uh, oh my God, like, uh, like loyalty, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, you know what I'm saying? If you ever had to ask your dealer in real life, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like your street dealer, hey, can I have some loyalty points? Like he would have slapped you, he or she would have slapped you in your fucking face. Like fuck out of my face with these loyalty points. Like we've had people come in and complain about getting an empty product getting a product and it was completely empty. Mind you, that did happen to me though. I straight up bought a cart- cartridge and that shit was empty as fuck. So uh, um, that was, yeah, it was hilarious. But um, oh yeah, it was just like whatever you can complain to get a free eighth or get a free shake or whatever the fuck, you know, get, some, get a free cartridge, you know, for your fucking vape pen. Um, yeah, people will do it. People will try and, you, you know, Customer service, retail, it's just, it's such a tough industry. It's so exhausting too. Like people, shout out to the people that are in retail and have been in retail for like 10, 20 years and shit. Cause that shit sucks. It's the ghetto. You know, it's, it's so much. It takes so much out of your energy to work on that level all the time. It's acting. It's acting. It truly, truly is. And it's like, it's, it's exhausting. You know, I would see people and people would tell me their life stories and I didn't give a fuck I didn't give a fuck. Here, here's your weed. Leave me alone. Stop talking to me. I don't care. You're not going to give me a tip? Cool. That's fine. Get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? By the way, guys, tip your bud tenders, okay? I will tell you this. Bud tenders need to be tipped, okay? Because the industry, it's fucked. You know what I'm saying? Bud tenders are not making what they need to make for the amount of stress and the amount of money they're making, uh, the, these, the amount of money they're making for these big cor- corporate companies. Yeah, yeah. Tip your butt tender, guys. It's just like a bartender. You would tip your bartender. You would. T- you need to tip your butt tender. Okay. If you're going to buy weed, tip. Simple. It's you should. You really should. Okay. Anyways, um, 
but yeah, that's kind of been my, my mindset lately. You know, I, I've been, you know, trying to redirect and refocus my intention now that I've left this one stressful, you know, stressful job. Now, with going forward, I, I truly feel like I have an, I'm going to have a whole nother journey doing this, right? I just think it's so exciting, right, to go from one journey to the next, you know, and I feel like my life is just ultimately a journey that I'm just kind of, it's just, or it's just, it's, it's just this constant journeys that I'm taking. And I can't wait to be an old ass lady and just like look back on like, maybe my grandchildren, who knows? I don't know if that's if I decide to have kids or just whatever, talking down to pe- talking, not down to people. Wow. Wow. I'm so high guys. I'm so sorry. Um, talking to people and telling them like my stories of like life and they're gonna be like, damn bitch, the fuck random. Like, yeah. Life is random, but it's beautiful. It's utterly beautiful, you know? And how exciting is it to wake up and not know what the next day is going to hold? You know, it's just like, it's an adventure. We have, to, we have to live it more, guys. We have to enjoy life. We have to be happy, appreciative. We have to take every day, day at a, one day at a time. But ultimately, it's pretty dope that we're here. So, yeah. Um... I do actually, guys, have a meditate, masturbate, or meditate for you. Um, I have I found on Disney Plus this super super cute um, show or you know clips that they've made on Disney Plus. It's, it's called. Zenation on Disney Plus. So, oh yeah. So, guys, my my choice this week is meditate um, because this is the cutest fucking thing. So, on Disney Plus, you know all the cute scenes from different parts of like The Lion King and The Little Mermaid and Dalmatians and all the Disney movies you can think of. They've taken clips of the beautiful sceneries and things like that, and they've placed them all together. And they it's 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 called Zenimation because it's it's like a form of meditation like literally I was high as fuck the other day and I just left that on and there's like a like you hear the you hear the like the sounds but no music it's like it's so because you know whenever you watch a Disney movie all the like pictures that you're seeing and everything like that there's music playing along with those scenes but with this Zenation you were just seeing the you were just seeing the art and you might have just been hearing just the back noise that's it no music it was beautiful. It's beautiful, guys. So my shout out to Meditate This Week is that fucking app on... It's not an app. It's a sh- series, a show you can watch on Disney Plus called Zenation. Zen- and it is a great form of meditation. And if you want to get high as fuck and watch it, it's so good. So, so good. Um, yeah. Um, that's it, guys. That's all, your, that's all I got today. Because um, I just wanted to talk to you guys. I've missed you guys. You know, I, I've been going through some imposter syndrome and just thinking, just doubting myself. And as much as I'm here and I manifest shit and I believe, I believe wholeheartedly in this, you know, you doubt yourself too. You know, you go through imposter syndrome. And like, honestly, we have to, I'm acknowledging it, you know, I'm, I'm embracing it. That's why I wanted to talk to you guys on this episode because you know, also, you know, I've been battling with 
a hugely, honestly, you know, back when I was pole dancing, like fucking five, six, six days a week, my body was in shape. I didn't have to worry. I ate whatever I wanted and I was always in shape because I pole danced so much. But since I left, you know, um, teaching pole dancing and now I'm just kind of like focusing my career and my brand uh, on my career, and my brand, I'm finding it so hard to get in a, in a state of mind where I, I, I'm back on that training, you know, I don't have pole anymore. So it's like, in that sense, like, you know, I can go and pull, I need motivation, right? I need to go, I need a, I need a place to go to, to motivate me to work out or do something. Like I can't do it on my own. You know what I mean? It's not the same. It's really not the same. So it's been tough. It's been really tough because, you know, um, ultimately I miss, you know, teaching and being in that environment with all the, everybody else and kicking and doing dancing and having fun. But there's also so much toxicity there that I'm like, I know that I don't want to, I don't want to bring that back in my life. Um, which is unfortunate. Um, so, and then I, the dance community in general, you know, it's not just pole dancing, but the dance community too has its own tea. And I just, I don't want to go back to that energy. I don't want to go back to that drama. I just want an outlet where I can have fun and just, you know, stay in shape, you know, and it's been tough. It's been really tough, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been hard. Like I feel so removed from my body. I feel like I don't know who this body is. Like it's so, I feel so disconnected from this body, you know? And I want to, I want to find that again. You know, I want to find that reconnection. Cause back when I was, you know, training, you know, when you're an athlete and you're training and you know, you are constantly, you and your body are like really connected, you know, because you're, you're, you're feeling her every single day, you know, whether when you overstretched and now your thighs are super, so you're achy, so you're feeling your body, you know, to when you're like training your back flexibility or training your leg flexibility or, you know, you know, spinning constantly on the pole, like you're always feeling your body, right? But when you're kind of in the zone of like maybe working in a different type of environment, like say you have a nine to five and you're working, you know, marketing and promoting and selling to people or acting and things like that, it's different, right? Your, your emotion, your intention is different. So you're, you're, it's very much like you're removed from your body. So, I've been focusing on that. I've been killing it in that area, but then I've been disconnected from my body. So I need to reconnect with her and I need to form that love and that intention, like that bonding again. And that honestly does come from working out. You know, um, I feel my best after I've worked out. Like if I've stretched, I remember we went to, um, I took Ricky to, uh, to Detroit, right? For his 40th, just to see his favorite team play and baseball, whatever have you, just to get away, you know? So, uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. Um, uh, there was a gym in there, right? And I don't love the gym. I hate the gym, actually. But at the same time, I, I'm here for a place that you can go to to let out your steam, to fight, to, to not, well, I guess fight if you're trying to punch the bag or to run, to dance, to stretch, to do yoga. Like, I love that, right? So I love immersing myself in that environment and then just zoning in to my body again. And I had a really good time. You know, I was stretching. I was, you know, doing what I used to do when I was training heavily, you know. And there was a woman that, like, acknowledged that. She's like, oh, my God, you're so flexible. Oh, my God. You, you know, did you used to dance? And I was like, yeah, I used to teach dance, you know. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. And I was just like, yeah, not anymore, you know. And it just felt kind of sad. It felt like I was just kind of like... Yeah, I don't. I used to do that. Not anymore, you know. So I was just kind of like, 
it was like almost like it was somber a little bit, you know, but I loved what I was doing at that time. I loved like going back to that stretching and that being an athlete, you know, that feeling of training, it, it feels so good. There's a high there that can't be explained unless you do it, you know? And I know, shout out to all my athletes out there, because I know you, you understand that high that I feel. Um, so to not have that high anymore, it, I miss that high, guys. Like, yes, cannabis can provide many highs for me, and that's honestly been my substitute for that. But, but you know what that, too? Cannabis, bitch, you make me hungry all the time. So yeah, this is the reason why I'm big, bitch. <laughs> Is because of you, Candace. Because you, you, every time I smile, I want, I get the fucking munchies and I want to eat everything that I can see in my sight. So I have a love hate relationship with that portion of cannabis. So, <laughs> anyways, guys, I'm done. I got, I got to stop talking. Um, I love you guys for real. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys haven't already, I have so many plans for Kimboology going forward. Um, good changes coming f- coming soon um, to Kimboology. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm working with an agency right now, guys, to, you know, work on branding for the podcast and, you know, my, you know whatever have you, you know, listenership and promotions and things, fun things for you guys, you know, um, guests, you know, co-hosts, things like that. You know what I mean? So I'm working on it. It's in the works, um, but I have big, I have big plans for this and I, I'm so happy that you guys are a part of it and I appreciate you guys every single day. It makes me so happy to know that I have, you know, an audience out there that actually be like, bitch, I fuck with you. I fuck with what you said. I fucks with it, you know? So yeah, that just, that just makes me, that just gives me joy. So I appreciate you guys. Um, and thanks for listening to my crazy high rant today. Cause I know this was probably like, girl, the fuck are you talking about, bitch? Relax. Um, if you liked it, shout me out on, uh, leave me a, you guys subscribe rate and leave a comment on Apple podcast, please. Um, I know I haven't asked that in a while, but that really does help with sponsorships. Please, 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 please. Um, and I'm super open guys. If you have any questions or comments or if I've offended you or anything, reach out to me on Kimboology podcast at g- uh, gmail.com. You can always send me an email there, or you can just you can slide in my DMs on Instagram. That's usually where a lot of people communicate with me. Um, I'm super open with that. Um, follow me on Facebook, Kimology Podcasts. Um, yeah. Um, I'm hoping and playing, guys, that, you know, just we're all happy. Fuck. You know? I just want everybody to be happy at the same time. I, just, I literally just want everyone to be happy. Let's all try to be happy in life, okay? And with that... I'm going to let you guys go. I appreciate you so much. And I'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. (coughs) Well, shoot the damn dog.